So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, gigging pros? This is Jared Judge. Welcome back to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. I'm on my way back from that bridal show. It was at a really cool venue in Estes Park, Colorado, called Venue on the Rocks, which was also a coffee shop called Coffee on the Rocks that they recently like turned into a wedding venue in addition to a coffee shop. So really cool, interesting stuff. Um, the show went great. I played the whole time. I had a lot of people come up and ask me questions, um, got a lot of leads, although I will be honest with you, I made a huge mistake and I forgot to actually have a formal lead capture system at a wedding expo, which I committed the cardinal mistake that I <laughs> that I teach against. So that was uh, kind of silly, but hey, I was getting used to the situation. It was an hour and a half away from my house and I don't know. It still went great. Um, in fact, you know, at the end of the show, a couple really cool things happened. One of which was I got invited to come back and play for their coffee shop. They said that they do have live music. So another public gig is in the works, which I told you uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago that I'm interested in doing some more of those. But then the more important part for me is the person who organized the show actually said, I'm going to put you on a preferred vendor list. And I didn't even have to ask them to do it. So that was awesome. She asked me for a bunch of my flyers and gave them to her. And yeah. So the main like lesson from today's thing, today's expo, was like don't let perfectionism get in the way of doing what you do. Right? Like as musicians, I've talked about this before, but we are so hypercritical of ourselves that oftentimes we pull our punches, we don't go all in, we don't like let ourselves be free. And as a result, we might be holding back and not have as great a performance as uh, rather than if we eliminate and quiet the voices of perfectionism in our minds. And I say that because during this expo, I think I did a great job of quieting my perfectionism inside my mind. Um, I had a bunch of tunes that I did prepare. In fact, I used a lot of the same set list from that concert, the summer concert series that I did a couple days ago. So I used basically the same set list, which gave me about two hours worth of music. But this was a four hour show. Um, So I had a lot of extra things to do, a lot of extra time. (laughs) And instead of repeating my set list, because I didn't want to do that, although I totally could have, I decided to just throw on Spotify with a top 40s playlist and just jam along. And so I treated this as like a practice session, even though it was a very real like public performance. People were listening, got tons of compliments. And actually, despite the fact that I was treating this as a practice session, it went awesome. Like I was just literally grooving. I was using a lot of um, so, you know, I play electric violin. So I was using a lot of Tracy Silverman's strumboing technique which is a technique for violinists to treat their right arms as a guitarist treats their right arm. So you could play a lot of grooves and chop and sound really 
really cool, like a guitar. So I was trying out a lot of that, and I was making some mistakes. Heck yeah, I was making mistakes. But I didn't care. I was like, I felt very free. I felt liberated. I was having an amazing time. And I actually noticed that I got a lot of great response. Like, there were people dancing, bobbing their heads. Um, the other vendors, like, there were florists and uh, wedding planners. They were all, like, dancing and, like, looking over and coming up and just giving me compliments, saying, like, oh, your music was beautiful. That was awesome. And I think it was because I quieted the voices of perfectionism in me and treated it like a practice session, which when I played that concert series on Friday with the IEMs in my ears, it felt like I was at a practice session anyway. I did not use IEMs at this particular expo because I wanted to be able to talk and hear people, but it still felt like a practice session that I just let people in on. It was really sweet. There was this one elderly gentleman, I think he was in his 70s or 80s, and he came up to me when I was playing, and he just said, this is beautiful. And then he asked, do I sell CDs? Which I had never gotten that before, and nobody's ever asked me, do you sell CDs? And I said, no, I actually haven't really recorded anything. He's like, oh, you totally should. I would buy it. And he also said, there are quite a few shops in this town that I think would love to carry your CDs. And I was like, that's so sweet. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, my listeners of the Gigging Musician podcast. I don't think I've bought a CD in like 10 years. <laughs> you know, um, tell me if you guys still buy CDs. Does like Target and Best Buy, do they still sell CDs? Because that was where I used to buy my CDs way back in the day. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a sweet sentiment. I really appreciated his feedback. And he left me a nice tip. I did put my case out, kind of like a busker. And people did tip. I think I made 40 or so dollars of tips. There was a stone-fired pizza grill, pizza oven. And they were selling pizzas. Very expensive pizzas, like 13 bucks for a personal pizza. But hey, I made some tip money. I was like, I'm going to treat myself to some pizza. I deserve it. So I did it. And so I hope that this inspires you that like public performances can feel like practice sessions and what it enables you to do is if you quiet that voice of perfectionism you can take more risks and be okay that you might fail you might make a wrong note for me you know i made plenty of wrong notes um top 40s music their singers just sing in random keys like i was playing a lot in b major f sharp major keys that were way not comfortable and sometimes I couldn't even figure out what key I was in but it did not matter because I think I sold it like I was just so comfortable doing it um, that it people really dug it and nobody really noticed my mistakes or if they did you know it was the excitement of live performance so yeah take some risks quiet your voices of perfectionism like people do not care they want to see you do your best they are rooting for you to do your best, and I'm rooting for you to do your best. And I want you to feel comfortable on stage and off stage. And I think that eliminating that voice of perfection in your mind is the way to do that. Because if you're able to sell yourself more in your performance, like it just gives you so much more confidence that you can sell your music, which lets you actually make more money with your music. Like, I think everything is related, like all of these concepts, 
they're not just in isolation from each other. You know, when you learn a scale on your instrument, like that helps you play a song that's not isolated work. And same for this. Like if you're able to quiet your voice of perfectionism in your performance, that also will quiet your voice of perfectionism in the way that you market and sell your music. Um, because here on the Giga Musician podcast, remember, your music won't sell itself. So go out there, make some mistakes, have fun, and go and market your music. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Giga Musician podcast. By the way, if you want a shortcut to getting on preferred vendor lists and finding opportunities like the wedding expo that I just played at, um, I really encourage you to get the Gig Vault. The Gig Vault is a treasure trove of over 26,000 venue and event planner contacts across the country that you can use to find event planners and venues in your own backyard that have opportunities like this and can throw you some of the highest paying gigs of your life. So go and get your free copy at fulltimemusicacademy.com slash venues. And remember, your music won't market itself. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you liked this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.